Hello, and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. So today we're uh, calling out your need to continue your accounting education. Go get yourself a master's. Go get yourself a certificate. You don't want to stop that education. You want to be on the uh, cutting edge. So here to talk about that is Kevin Jones from George Mason University. And uh, we hope we encourage you to... Uh, Go out there and keep your education alive. So let's talk to Kevin. Hello and welcome to the podcast. All right, so today we are continuing in our series of encouraging folks out there to continue their accounting education. And uh, no better guest than uh, our friend from from George Mason here, Mr. Kevin Jones. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, very well, thank you. All right. So, yeah, as I said, we are, we're going to kind of get into a little bit of what Kevin does over there at GMU, some of the accounting offerings, and talk a little bit about you know some of the government-related uh, accounting uh, education because that's always one of the things that I feel are, is lacking a little bit out there in the universities, federal accounting, government accounting. So we'll, t- we'll get into that a little too. So, But why don't we start off, Kevin, can you just give us a little bit about your background, what your day job is? Sure. So I am the currently the director of the Master's in Accounting program at George Mason. Uh, I, I do also teach classes both in the master's program as well as the undergraduate program. Uh, prior to that, I'm a uh, tax attorney and a CPA and had a full career uh, doing, doing those things. Um, my, I have an undergraduate accounting degree. I have a master's in taxation and uh, and my JD. So um, so that's kind of my background in, in a nutshell. Um, it you know I, I had prior to accepting uh, this position about two years ago with George Mason, I had taught as an adjunct a few semesters at different schools, University of Maryland and James Madison, and um, knew that at some point I was going to move full time into an academic role, sort of in in a sense a semi retirement, but uh, but it is a full time role. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know a lot of those folks that are retired and seem to be working full time. <laughs> so exactly can't can't help yourself. That's all right. Um, well, why don't we? I think a couple topics we want to discuss with you. I definitely want to hear about you know GM GMU's uh, masters in accounting. Some maybe some of the certificates you all provide, and then we'll just kind of dive into some general government accounting questions. But uh, if you don't mind, can you just give the audience a little information about uh, your accounting masters program over there? Yes, yeah, so our master's program is um, it, it's a 30-credit uh, program, and that is 10 courses uh, that are each 30, uh, each three credits. Um, the program, it consists of the, the 10 courses. There are five that are core required courses, and then there are five uh, elective courses. The, uh, the program can be done either on an, in an in-person format where you're, you go to class, uh, it's on our Fairfax campus, uh, or you can do it online. And so we have both of those uh, offerings. Uh, the, the master's program, we do it a little bit differently than most undergraduate programs. In an undergraduate program, a course is, is run over the course of a semester, 16 weeks. Uh, we break it down into eight-week modules. And so uh, each course is, is taught over eight weeks. And so if you think of the fall semester, uh, we would have modules one and two. So you would um, uh, have, have courses 
that would run that way. Then in the spring, it would be modules three and four. And then we have a summer module, which is module five. Um, the program with um, uh, these, these 10 courses, you can complete it full-time basis in, in just, um, in, you know, at the end of August, September, and uh, you would be taking two courses in each module. So modules one, two, three, four, um, and then module five. So you would have, that would be your 10 courses, five modules taking two courses at a time. That fifth module ends in the middle of the summer, so uh, July. Uh, and so you would be complete with your master's degree in just under a year. Uh, we do have lots of people that do it uh, half that pace and would complete it in just under two years. Uh, and then we also allow, you can take up to six years to finish it. Some people start the program and life events happen and they need to stop or work gets busy and they need to, to pause for a bit, uh, but they still want to come back and finish. So we're very flexible in that regard. And so uh, we have lots, lots of people that are on, on different, uh, different schedules. Um, and then as part of this, one of the things that we think really differentiates our, our program is we have uh, something called a global residency. Uh, it is a course that takes place in the summer in that module five, and uh, it's an eight-week course, just like all the rest, but for one of those weeks, we travel to a foreign country, and while we're there, uh, we, we visit businesses. We have meetings with business leaders uh, in that country, um, and the, the point is to give our students uh, and, and exposure to uh, global business practices. And, it, you know, today in today's environment, businesses of any size at all can do business anywhere in the world because of technology. And so we think it's very important to, to learn about the cultures and the customs of, of doing business in, in foreign countries. And so um, we have also done that because of COVID. Travel was not really possible the last couple of years. We have done it in uh, a virtual format uh, where we would have those speakers uh, meet with us online. And uh, it, it ran very seamlessly and was, was quite a good program. So, um, so we have that uh, um, part of our program, which uh, some other schools do have as an elective, but for us, it's a required course that we feel it's that important. Uh, and then finally, we do have uh, certificate programs, which we will talk a little bit um, more about. Uh, these certificates, if you think of them as a as a concentration, um, it's there are four courses each in a particular more concentrated area, uh, and you can uh, again you could do those as part of your master's program, where you're uh, and using your four of your five electives to to achieve the certificate in the in the concentrated area. Uh, we also have the ability to do it as a standalone program. And so sometimes we have uh, individuals that are working in a particular area and would like greater uh, formal training in that area that, that one of these certificates covers. And so they will come to us just for the certificate program. Now, frequently people will do the certificate and say, well, I've got four classes, I only need six more and they will roll into and complete the master's program at that point. But, um, but it is an option. You can do it either as part of your master's program or as a standalone um, program. So uh, if you'd like, I could talk uh, a little bit more specifically about the certificate programs. Um, yeah. Um, well, before that, I just want to make one comment that, yeah, I like the overseas residency thing. That's one thing, um, you know, when I was working at 
one of the big four. I think Deloitte, one of those. Yeah, we had folks that actually had a chance to go overseas, work at China for Deloitte and do accounting over there. And it's just, yeah, it's a really nice opportunity to, it's a very global world. You know, if you can get some experience overseas, it's, it's a great thing. Yes. Yes. And so that's an interesting point. I've been with, uh, I've been with big four accounting firms um, and, and other uh, national and international firms. And they do frequently offer the opportunity to go overseas and, and work. And so obviously the, those businesses feel that it's important for their people to get exposure to international uh, business, um, the, the way business business operates in, in other countries. And so uh, so we're offering it as part of our course. We have uh, traveled to a number of different places, uh, Ireland, Germany, um, South Africa, uh, lots of different places. It's a little tough to go all the way to uh, Southeast Asia, to Australia, or somewhere like that during during a one-week summer. But we have, in fact, when we've done a virtual program, we have run them uh, in Australia and in uh, Taiwan and Singapore. So, um, uh, so yeah, it's a, it, it has been a, a, a great thing. Our students love it. And um, it does put them, I think, a, a leg up on, on um, others. Absolutely. No, that's really that's really nice. So yeah, let's definitely talk about some of these certificate programs because I think they actually uh, parallel what a lot of our audience is is doing or interested in in the government world these days. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe uh, yeah, just touch on each one of those, and maybe I'll just ask you some questions sure. as you go. If you don't mind, go ahead. Sure. So um, the the four, we have four certificates as I mentioned, and again each is each is four courses. Um, and just to run through what the four are, the first is uh, government and nonprofit accounting. Um, the second is accounting for government contracts, which, you know, uh, well, I'll say a little bit more about that in just a minute. And then the third is accounting analytics. And then the fourth is uh, fraud and forensics. Uh, so those are the four areas just uh, in, in a global sense. And then to go back and talk about each of them, maybe in a little more detail, I'll start with the um, fraud and forensics, you know, that's really deals with fraud detection, fraud prevention, um, and, and we talk about the, the law uh, related to that and, and governance and ethics issues around forensics, and uh, so that, that's a very big area um, these days, and so we do have quite a few students who are interested in that and, and want to do it. Um, accounting analytics, that's revolves around data analytics, and um, we have courses in audit analytics, tax analytics, and um, uh, and other analytic areas where we are learning techniques to take large volumes of data and sort it and, and, and get information out of that that we need to get. And so our students are um, really getting exposed to actual real life situations where where these techniques can be used and more and more both accounting firms as well as um, private industry and government are using analytics to to analyze data and and to find information that helps them to run more efficiently and so um, so that's been again that's a very popular uh, uh, certificate and then uh, accounting and government accounting uh, if if we call it government and nonprofit accounting um, those tend to get lumped together, government and nonprofit accounting. The reason is, if, if you compare it to a for-profit business, uh, a for-profit business has owners, 
whereas governments and nonprofits do not. And so there's some differences in accounting that are similar between the government and, and nonprofits. Um, and so we cover those things. The, um, um, uh, you know, from a, and from a government perspective, we look at both uh, federal government as well as state and local governments. Uh, there's some very interesting ways that, that accounting is done uh, for state and local governments and some very unique aspects of it. For example, uh, local state and local governments may be issuing bonds to finance their activities and the repayment of those is based on uh, particular revenues that might uh, result from uh, the, the, what they did to use those funds. And just to give you uh, kind of a simple example, um, you, you think of a toll road. If the government were to build a road that has tolls, they might borrow the money by selling bonds in order to build the road, and then they pay it back with the tolls. And those are considered what are called revenue anticipation bonds. And there's specific accounting rules related to how you how you go about uh, doing that. Our program also, we, we do, uh, as I mentioned, we talk about government and nonprofit. We talk about federal, state, and local. Um, we do have a course, for example, in federal financial reporting specifically related to the federal government. And so it's designed to give students the opportunity to learn about reporting issues facing government accounting professionals. And so you become knowledgeable about federal reporting, um, both at the, the agency as well as government-wide level and includes budgetary and proprietary accounting, federal audits. And then we also look at key legislation, government policies, and again, we, we uh, look at governance and ethics. Uh, that's a very big theme through our entire master's program, but um, it's particularly relevant uh, in that particular certificate. So that's government accounting. And then the fourth certificate, it sounds similar, but it's, it's actually very different, accounting for government contracts. Uh, in the Washington, D.C. area, there are, it's about a $500 billion industry uh, annually of there are for-profit businesses that are providing goods or services to the federal government, primarily the federal government. And the federal government has lots of rules on how you, number one, obtain a contract, how you conduct yourself throughout the contract, how you account for the contract, how you build the government, all of those rules. And so it's particularly relevant in our area. I don't think there's any other program in the D.C. area uh, that that has this um, uh, type of uh, training. And so um, we look at federal rules and regulations, again, how to account, how to bill, um, all of those types of things. And, and we get students both from public accounting firms as well as from these government contract businesses who are interested in, in learning more um, about that particular area. So, um, so we do encourage our students you know, you're, we say, look, you're, if you're coming for the master's degree, you're going to be here. You've got five uh, courses that are elective courses. Why not go ahead and get a certificate in one of these um, particular areas? So, um, so most of our students do. Um, if and, and then you still have an extra an extra class. A lot of our students will use that for a, a taxation course. Happens to be my area of expertise, but. Um, a lot of students will take an extra course in taxation, but you can also um, sort of dabble across all of these areas and get some exposure to all of them. And, and so you might consider that maybe a, a you know a more well-rounded education. But um, but there's lots of freedom to do what what is most interesting or most useful 
to each individual student. Yeah, no, this is great. I mean, really good curriculum here, all kinds of choices, things that are very relevant for the uh, government space. Um, and for contractors, like you said, I mean, the federal contracts, that's such a complex, you know, field that I think, like you said, either uh, somebody that works in procurement or somebody that works in a company that's supporting contracting would be very valuable. Just just very complex field. Absolutely. Um, and I, I want to get back to the government classes in a minute here, but I wanted to just get a little bit more on the accounting analytics. I mean, it seems like this is a very hot topic these days, and it's almost, you know, the, are you seeing a lot of students gravitating toward this, the data analytics, um, you know, some of the data science fields? Uh, they might have an accounting. Yeah, yeah just, they have an accounting interest, but even more so the analytical side. Yes, and so that's true. So we will get, uh, on occasion, um, as I mentioned, we can have people that come in just to do a standalone certificate and not an entire accounting program. And so we might get an engineer um, that's involved in with their, their business and uh, they, they believe that this would be helpful to them in, in doing what they do and so or, or other areas um, where uh, just data analytics is, is very useful to them. And it, it's because of technology moving so fast, and because businesses, you know, the, the number of transactions, the number of things that, that are being done, it's impossible to, um, to analyze that data in, in the, the old, you know, looking at myself the way I grew up and um, where you would actually, um, you know, pull things out and look at them. So um, you have ways now to, to go into computers to find the data we're looking for, uh, sort it analyze it and come up with information that will be useful to us. So yes, we're getting, uh, we have, we have a lot of students that they want to go into that field, uh, you know, just looking at the accounting firms. Uh, some of them uh, there, they are over the, over the, around the country, there are less accounting students right now. And so these firms are having a little more trouble filling their needs with accounting majors at, at George Mason. We're fortunate in that we haven't had that um, issue, but um, and so they're having to look at other majors, and but they're able to do that because a lot of things are going more towards analytics, where it's not as critical that you have an accounting, a full accounting degree. And so, um, so they can hire someone with an econ major or a finance major or something like that, as long as they have the analytics skills. And so it's uh, it's a very useful uh, useful certificate. Right. Yeah. And I'll you know. Second that motion there, um, you know, I do a lot of hiring and it seems like everything these days is it's all analytics people. I mean, I can't remember the last time I hired an accountant. Um, now, I, I prefer people that have both. You know, I want the accounting and finance background mixed with the analytics. You know, that's my ideal person. But, you know, that's yeah. It. yeah. Especially for yeah, was, to understand it, it, what, it, we're, it, yeah, it, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, you got to understand the subject matter, right? Right. Right. And although I, I have had um, audit partners at CPA firms tell me that they almost don't care if you have an accounting degree, that, and he, but he did say almost, um, that the analytics is very important. Um, but yes, you really, I think it's, if you're going to be doing um, a function that is actually accounting related, even if it's highly analytic based, uh, you still need to have a sufficient accounting background. So um, so you, I, I still think that that the relevance of accounting is, is definitely there. Right. And I mean, to me, to me too, I mean, just with 
my philosophy on education, certifications, masters, and all this good stuff. I mean, the more you know on all these topics, the you know, the farther you're going to go, the better salary you're going to get, the better job you're going to get. So it all adds up, believe me. So it's a good absolutely. Yeah, the good. more skills you can bring to the table, the better, the more useful you're going to be. That's right. Um, and then just a little bit more on the fraud forensics side. I'm just curious, are you seeing that as more of a hot topic as well? I know there's been a lot of fraud in the news from you know some of the money that's flowed out the last few years. Yes, and so I mean it started. Uh, probably back, you know, with Enron and, and those types of um, situations where business, large businesses failed and people lost lots of money, a lot of a lot of people losing their pension uh, assets, and and then that resulted in the federal government getting involved and creating the PCAOB, which oversees the you know has the rules for audit firms and that are doing that are auditing public companies. And um, but then just even even on a smaller level, I've seen um, small companies come to a uh, an accounting firm or or hire a consultant uh, just to to go into a specific area of their accounting system and records to look for if they might suspect something irregular is going on. And so it's becoming more and more common to see that. Uh, I also know that just as a general rule. The audit, the 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 CPA firms that are conducting the independent audit of companies, they are just as a matter of course running some procedures uh, around fraud detection and prevention. Even though the audit itself is not specifically designed to uncover those things, they're they're uh, the firms are doing more and more in that area, and so it, it's definitely um, becoming more of a high profile uh, area for for people who are uh, working in accounting. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And fraud vulnerabilities. I mean, that's where cyber starts to come in too. So yeah, I mean, this is all very relevant topics for, for what's going on right now in this, uh, in this profession. Um, right. So, and then I want to get back to the government accounting classes, cause this is again, sort of something I've observed. Uh, I, I've always felt there's, there's just, you know, a real lack of, of courses in the university world for federal accounting. I mean, there's maybe a little bit more for government state and local, not much more, um, and you know, nonprofit and there's plenty, you know, yeah. CPA type stuff, but yeah, I mean, just, I don't know. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? Why, why do you think that is, well, and, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one thing that, well, there's several, several factors there. One is, um, outside of the Washington DC area, there's much less government accounting going on, at least at the federal level. Uh, it's, it's all here. Uh, so it's much more relevant here. But if you look at universities around the country, I don't think they're that focused on the possibility that their students might end up in that field. Um, the other is they it, it was it's always been a part of the CPA exam for those that want to uh, become a CPA. Uh, and and so most schools will offer a course uh, to cover topics that might be on the CPA exam. The CPA exam has just announced uh, some, you know, they're kind of redoing the, the topics and their importance on the exam, and that particular area is going to have a smaller piece. Uh, so there again, you've got a little bit of um, deterrent to schools to, uh, to, to focus on that area. But again, for us, we're in the Washington, D.C. area. We've got the federal government. We also, on the nonprofit side, there's so many nonprofits have their headquarters here. Uh, and so it's, it's just particularly relevant to this area. And so that's 
why we feel there's a need and a, and a, a reason to, to create this certificate and, and, and focus on that area. Right. So, I mean, it's an opportunity for you guys, right? Because there's not so many folks doing it. So you, you have a program and that would attract a lot of people, you know, that do work in this area, right? Exactly. And, and I will also say, you know, I mentioned that there's not that much um, in terms of governmental accounting elsewhere in the country. Well, obviously, every state and local government has their own accounting. Um, and so uh, we actually do occasionally get students who are doing our online program that are actually working in the government. I had one I spoke to recently, a potential student who was working in North Carolina for a government, uh, for local government, and uh, was interested. So, um, again, but again, there, there's no opportunities elsewhere. So, uh, so yes, we, it is for, for us, we're very lucky that, um, um, to be able to offer this program and, um, uh, and, and, and give students really around the country if, if necessary, what they, what they need. Right. And just to remind me, so you said you do, you do offer a hundred percent virtual as well as in person. Is that right? Yes, we do. Um, all of our, all of our core courses, our required courses are taught in both an online and a in-person format. Not all of our elective courses are taught in both formats, but I believe uh, all of, certainly all of the governmental accounting courses are, are taught in the online format. Um, they may not all be taught in an in-person format. Got it. Well, there you go. Well, for all our uh, chapters around the country here, and you can uh, get yourself a, a master's virtually with, with George Mason, so go for it. Um, Great. Well, I just had one more question for you here as we're getting close to the end. Um, again, just more of an, your, you know, your observations, your opinion, um, you know, based on the students you're seeing and all that kind of thing, wh where do you think the government accounting opportunities are going these days? I mean, we probably touched on some of it, but, you know, wh where are you seeing the skills that people really need now? So I, I think, first of all, I think there's, there's tremendous opportunities for people that want to work in accounting in a government environment. Um, as I said, I think the around the country, the number of students who are in the accounting um, in accounting majors in undergrad is 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 down a little bit. These things do go in in cycles. Just in my own um, in, in my own life and going to law school, those. You know, people going to law school, it goes up and down over time, just like people getting MBAs goes up and down over time. It just depends on lots of things. But right now, uh, accountants are in high need. Uh, governmental uh, entities need need people. And uh, so I think, you know, there's tremendous opportunities in, in really all all kinds of areas. You mentioned procurement, for example. Um, there's, you know, all, all these different areas do have an accounting component to them even if you're not specifically an accountant. And, um, and so, for example, one of the things that, um, that we, we do offer in our um, government accounting certificate is what we call advanced managerial accounting, a particular course that managerial accounting is more related to what we call cost accounting. It's more of a, um, um, you know, if you're manufacturing something and um, particularly relevant to it, to the government that, that is, is buying things and, and, Frequently, they will buy them based on a cost plus um, uh, model, and so understanding how how is how are these items they're buying uh, costed uh, is, uh, is 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 incredibly important. So, um, so yeah, I think there's just tremendous opportunities and and really in lots of different 
aspects and areas of the government in different agencies. Every agency has their own accounting that they're doing. And so, um, you know, some, sometimes people may have uh, a particular interest in, a, in an agency, and, but they're also interested in accounting. So you can, you can kind of go uh, um, the route that, that fits all your needs. Right. And as I always heard, you know, if you want to make money, go where the money is. So accounting is a good profession. <laughs> um, right. There's, yeah, there's always going to be a need for accounts. So, yep. It's the profession's not dead. We're just getting, you know, the technology piece is just getting bigger, just as it is in every single profession. And if that's what you're most interested in, there's plenty of work. And if you're, you know, hardcore accounting uh, is, is your, is your interest and that, that, that's there too. But you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta learn, yeah. you gotta learn the technology cause it's just part of normal life now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, Kevin, this has been great. I appreciate you taking your time and I'm going to put a link to, uh, to your master's program here, the George Mason website here, uh, as well. And just any final words, any other words of encouragement or, uh, for folks to, uh, advance their education. I'll let you kind of close this out. Um, yeah, I think, I think that, um, anyone that is, whether if you just looking at our master's program, uh, mo most of our people, although not everyone has an undergrad accounting degree, we have a pathway uh, um, to get into our program if you had some other kind of a major. Um, so you, you, if, if accounting is a particular area that's of interest to you for whatever reason, you may be doing a completely different job, um, but it would be useful to you. I think it's, you know, it's always helpful to go and get some formal education uh, to further your your skills and and understanding and and be useful to you. So um, I think that's um, uh, you know whether and whether it's accounting or something else. I, I just think uh, people should always consider where can they better themselves and and pursue that pursue their passion. So I encourage everyone to do that. And certainly, if anyone wants to talk to uh, to me about our George Mason program, I would be uh, happy to do that. And I'm very uh, grateful to you for having me on today. Great. Well, thanks and enjoy this uh, wonderful weekend. All right. Thank you so much. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. AGACGFM.org is where you go. Check out all those podcasts. We're getting closer to 100. Big milestone coming up. So I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you go back and listen to every single one twice. Why not? You'll learn a lot. Let us know if you have any podcast guests in mind, and we'll definitely reach out and try to get them on here for you. So until that next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA. AGA.